Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tiger snake is over there. Tiger snake is in yeah. Cookaburras. Yeah, no. Is it silly enough? Yeah. Is it silly enough? I'm not sure. Wow. Okay. Um, I worry sometimes. Yeah. I'll I'll check the I'll check the readings. Yeah. I'll check the meter and see if it was silly enough. You know what? I I had a thought on the way here when I was running before because you know you told me the thing before about how if somebody uh, has a baby at forty, it's going to be ten to twenty percent uglier Uglier? than if somebody has it at the age of. Uh, 21. 21. Yeah, this is the dad. If the dad is 21 dad, versus Which I think I'm going to integrate into a bit, but I thought, how do they measure attractiveness of that person, of a person? I think they measure it in RPMs, which is roots per month. <laughs> as, as opposed to BPMs, which is beating off per month. <laughs> That's B-O-M. Beating off is, uh, is all one word. Beating off? Be- beating off. It's beating a, off. Beating off is a... Is it like an auctioneer? No, it's a... <laughs> it's a German name. Beating oh, off. Oh, bidding off. Like yeah. Bidding off O'Loughlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Two in the Think Tank. I'm sorry about all of that. Yeah. Sorry about everything, right? We're doing a show at the Comedy Festival. Yeah. And, this, and we're also doing a show right now. <laughs> we're doing a show right now. It's a podcast show. Yes. Um, and uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time because you found about it, out of, found about about it, found about about it, uh, found out, can we start again? Uh, no, no, I know I'm liking it. Found about about 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 it. Okay. So if you found out about it through the comedy festival website or something like that, you saw two in the think tank. You said, "Oh my god, they do a podcast. What are we going to do? We'll check it out. We'll see if they're funny or whatever." Well. We are funny. Maybe. And, uh, <laughs> and so what we do here is we, the, the, the podcast is we come up with five sketch ideas, right? And then we've been doing that for like six, seven months or something like that, maybe longer. And, um, and then we, we take those ideas and then we've turned them into this uh, sketch comedy show that's on at the Imperial Hotel for the first half of the comedy festival. At 11.15 p.m. at night. Yeah. It's me, Andy Matthews. Uh, and me, Alistair Tremblay Birchall. And we're doing sketches, we're performing. It's a you know, it's a fifty minutes of a good time. Fifty minutes of a good time. That's mm-hmm. that's almost an hour. It's almost an hour of good time. It gives yeah. you ten minutes to just uh reflect. Yeah. Or yeah, and, and before you go into your next hour. Or five minutes to get ready at the beginning and five minutes to reflect at the end. I think we should implement a system whereby every hour of every day yeah. right, the hour's actually only fifty minutes long, mm. right? And then you've got 10 minutes, which isn't considered to be part of the hour, all right? And during that 10 minutes, you can just sort of think about what you did in the last hour and what you're going to do in the next hour. So we can all just plan our lives just a little bit better. We could all become like really dedicated Quakers. Really dedicated <laughs> oh my god Dedicated That's like an antiquated thing Yeah But it's also dedicated But it's also a Quaker <laughs> Dead Quakers Dead Quakers um, <laughs> Honestly the podcast is normally not like this I normally I'm the articulate one Alistair I am the articulate one I in know, this podcast Which is why I am so ecstatic at the moment i'm filled with joy and andy look there's conflict there's yeah, joy I'm there's, filled with nothing but there's, shame there's humor <laughs> there's laughter it's all the good things there's this interactions is, there's character development this is how They're the fa- podcast goes you come up with a funny idea i express it express fuck <laughs> <laughs> i express it eloquently yeah. if i can't do that i'm redundant <laughs> andy i don't come up with all the funny ideas you've got plenty of Funny stuff. I did a, I did a line with my stand-up last night that, that I had to tell everybody, that, that the one that everybody complimented me on. They said, oh, I love it. And I had to go, yeah, it's Andy's line. There you go. Because that's what we do. But that was me expressing me, your idea eloquently, Alistair. Me and Andy. It was your concept. Me and Andy, we, we share everything. 
everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing and important. No, no, no. <laughs> A couple of lines here. A couple of eloquently uh We've got like expressed. a shared bank account, but it's like a shared yeah. sort of pool of uh, words. It's a pool of words. Word pool. Word, word pool. No, 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 no diving. <laughs> no diving in the word pool. Yeah. No spitting in the word pool. <laughs> Take the word spitting out. Yes. <laughs> no dirty words in the word pool. Um, uh We've got so this is the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas, yep. and that's uh, basically that's it. That's it. That's all we do. That's that's it. That's that's our entire yeah. system, and that's what we're kind of starting already to do. In a way, yeah, like the word pool thing. Yeah. Right, that could be a thing. That could be a sketch. What's another thing that you pool? Carpool. Carpool. Don't dive in the carpool. Yeah. Um. A a pool of vomit. Is <laughs> 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 it? Okay, I love it. Right? <laughs> There's a pool of vomit. Yeah. A town, a small township said... <laughs> just got a pool. <laughs> we just got a pool. But it's, t- everybody goes to look at it. Turns out it's just a pool of vomit. And then somebody comes along and hammers in a sign next to it, which says, no diving, no spitting, no running. <laughs> but it's also, it's also an Olympic-sized pool, pool of, of vomit. Because it, it's, like, it's about the size of what an Olympian would vomit. <laughs> Like a proven athlete. Yeah, yeah, A right. world-class athlete would vomit like that. <laughs> like Phelps. Yeah, someone like Phelps. Phelps. Let's say he's stoned out of his brain. Uh, he's yes. greening out. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's greening out. Has a, has a bit of a chuck, right? Goes the vom. Goes the vom. And uh, whatever size that is, that becomes the sort of international standard uh, Olympic s- vomit pool size. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Um, I th- write it down. I, I think. Look, I think that's absolutely a sketch idea. I think it's a it's a small township, gets a pool. Small. It turns out it's an Olympic sized pool, but it's a pool of vomit, guys. Classic. Classic. I don't comedy. know quite how we how we announce it. Is it is it a thing that they planned to get? They've been trying to get a pool for a long time. Or is it just a thing that they find one day? They find a pool of vomit, I think, and they say, "We've always wanted a pool." Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> it's great because in in the country we don't really have that much to do, but now we've got this pool, pool. of vomit, of vomit, <laughs> and so you know you do. You lots go of down st- and sit by the pool. Yeah, by the pool, lay all down these, your towel. Yeah, later you see all these people with deck chairs sort of around it. Well, they've never seen a regular pool. They don't know. But then the government doesn't have the council, local council doesn't have the money to maintain the pool, and so people soon people are coming along and graffitiing by it, and it starts evaporating, disrepair. Oh, like and they and they didn't chlorinate it, so bugs and stuff like that start to kind of breed. Do you think that um, some skaters come along and start when the pool's dried out, they start skating in it? (laughs) Yes, that's what I. What's that movie? The dogs. Dogs of no, no, Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown. The Lords of Dogtown come down, and they start, uh, you know, inventing he, skateboarding. Yeah, inventing s- the modern skateboarding, the two-sided one. Oh, is that what they did? I'm not sure if they did that, but oh, somebody did. Somebody definitely did. Ah, oh, it's very modern. You know, people are going back to those old penny boards, the little ones, with just like not even like a ramp at the back. Yeah. Oh. Just, just like a flat little board. Yeah, like the the little ones that like are the size of like your foot. Yeah. Oh, that's I pretty cool. Were they like the original ones? I feel like they were. Yeah, maybe, but it feels like why would the original ones be made made out of plastic? Wouldn't the original one, the original skateboard, be made out of stone? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> like the Did first the, Nintendo. The like when the wheel was invented. Yeah. Was that was that cool? Do you think the wheel was cool to begin with? And then, like you know, just a few people had a yeah. wheel, yeah. And then, and then, sort of, suddenly, everyone was doing it, and suddenly, the wheel wasn't cool anymore. Yeah. Like, do you think? Okay, let's say that the very first person to have invented the wheel. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was sort of like a cool young guy, like a kind of like a guy who would these like in these days would be the kind of guy who, you know, has a has a a startup. Yes. Right? Would it be that kind of guy, or would it be a guy like in his fifties who's kind of like a like a guy who just is always fixing things around the house and things like that, and he's just in his kind of garage, which you wouldn't need at the time because there was no wheels, but or maybe they just had a garage with a sort of like you know. Anyway, 
Anyway. Anyway, let's ignore that. Because I, I started thinking, oh, how would the, the garage door spool up? Unless oh, okay, you knew about yeah, the- no, that's definitely not important. Yeah. <laughs> unless you knew about the concept of the wheel. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, or is it one of those guys, like a mid- mid-50s kind of guy who's just like, you know, he just likes fiddling with things. You know, he's just, you know. He's just fiddling away with squares he's tinkering. and rectangles. He's I think they call it tinkering. They don't call it fiddling. Fiddling? No. No, 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 one, talks about, no one talks about, I've been in the garage fiddling. Fiddling. They say tinkering. Okay. Tinkering tink- is great. Yeah, but... There's no negative connotations to tinkering. I have a feeling it's got a pre... This could have been pre-tinker. Pre the word tinkering. Yeah. Um, what the fuck were we just talking about? <laughs> Um, just everything just left my mind. The, the invention, invention of, of the, the wheel. wheel, and the wheel being potentially cool. Who invented it? Right. I just, I, I literally, I have to rerun the entire thing in my mind because yeah. everything just so disappeared. The question was, was it cool or was it like a guy who's just like a dad? I don't think those guys who are just a dad. Does anyone? They don't actually invent anything good, do um, they? Oh, what about that guy in New Zealand who invented that really fast motorbike? Oh, the world's fastest Indian. Yeah. That movie title. It's a bit strange. Yeah, it's 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 like it's definitely setting you up for something you weren't expecting. Yeah, I think I was expecting an Indian, like a, like from India. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, I thought he'd be really fast, like a sprinter. Yeah, maybe a sprinter. Well, we should we should make another movie called The World's Fastest Fastest Indian. Um. Yes, <laughs> we should. He didn't invent anything. And he the, just he just and the subtitle is. Exactly what you'd expect it to be. <laughs> <laughs> what it says on the tin, mate. The uh, the world, but he didn't he didn't invent anything, right? Yeah. What he did was not be as shit as everyone thought he was going to be. That's the story of the world's fastest Indian. He was an old fool, and everyone was like, "Well, this is going to be shit." And yeah. he wasn't shit, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, I guess that's good." But he got a, he got like a land speed record. Yeah, for about thirty seconds, and someone else broke it. Wow. He had one of the fastest land, fastest broken land speed records in the world. Yeah. It was actually another record. Yeah, well, I think, but I think it's because it was so specific to like he got Motorbikes a record, but it, yeah, to that particular motorbike. Like, I yeah, think, something like that. Yeah, like it had to be like a modified something or other, and yes, yeah, world's fastest Indian. Yeah, I mean. Oh, you know what I didn't like about who's the actor again? Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. I didn't like the promo shots they had for Hitchcock with him as Hitchcock. I didn't see the movie. Right. But the promo shots. The promo shots of just him with the sort of the the, the big chin. I think they overdid the sort of the double like the Did they the, stick one on? Yeah. Did they like, like, like they fat Did he have a up. prosthetic chin? Yeah, like a like a sort of like it's more under chin. It's more like the not the jowls, but the like what but the mm. what's the underhang there? Uh I don't know. Like I, I, I call it a turkey gobble, but that's not that's yeah, not it at all. But it's like, but it's like fatter and. I don't think that's like, a medical term. It's like an upside down bridge. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like yep. the upside down bridge of the. Of the face. Oh man, there is nothing to look forward to about getting a, a fat and old. Uh, wait. Okay. okay. Wait. Uh, no, no, no. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, I meant weight. Oh, weight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, um, not caring. Yeah, well, you'd hope so. You'd hate to be fat and old and care, right? Oh, that'd just be like the worst. you. You would want your 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 personal expectations to droop along with everything else. Yes, like you 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 don't have any um uh you don't you don't have any elastic in your skin and you don't have any pressure on your appearance. Yeah, like the uh, yeah, you just. But what about these? What what about like Helen Mirren though? You know, then you worry about, you know, you you come across a Helen Mirren and you go, ah, well, she is she is setting an unrealistic standard of beauty. Yeah, but like, is that her fault? I'm though? worried about what Helen is doing for the sexualization of the elderly. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, that's true. We're over sexualizing them now. We <laughs> we are because of because of Helen Mirren. And they used to be innocent. Ah, oh, there was an innocence to. I mean, in a way. The innocence of the old is kind of disappearing. Like, do you find that like that that <laughs> go on? No, but like that 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 old people, you kind of like they there, there was something kind of cute and like oh my god they don't know anything like they they're, yeah. they're so ignorant like and all that kind of stuff. But is is that all just naivety? Our own personal naivety? Like when we think the old the older innocent, mm. that's us 
lying to ourselves, right? Yeah. And then when we think young people are innocent, a lot of the time it's the same thing, especially teenagers. You know, they're living their lives. They're they're getting shit done. Getting shit done, finding out about stuff. Yeah. Oh, especially now with uh, with the invention of the wheel. Yeah. They can move around faster. They can, you know, they can see parts of the world that would uh, in the past would have been completely inaccessible to them. See, the invention of the wheel is not very impressive because if you've got one wheel, mm. that's just that's a unicycle. So you think the axle? I was think more the invention of the wheels. Yeah. Now that was good, but the so, wheel. The axle, yeah, the axle, actually. That's what you want. You want a bloody axle. Yeah. Because even with, with square wheels, um, you can still go down a hill with an as long as you've got an axle. <laughs> I don't know that you can, Alistair. Yeah. A it's square like, wheel, mm. it's not a smooth ride. Oh, no, it won't be smooth. Oh, it's not smooth. No. But when I was, when I was work, working as an in, uh, when I was studying engineering... Uh, we, one time we were supposed to be designing a, a like a little kind of like a Formula Three car or something like a Formula Four. Oh, that sounds like awesome. Yeah. Well, I didn't really care. Okay. But um, but but I remember when we were talking about like uh, suspension and things like that, the lecturer kept going. Now, just don't worry about comfort for the driver. That's not important. Yeah. Right. That is a low priority. Yeah. Um. So. Square wheel, wheels would have been fine. I think. I think. Look. I think some kind of sketch that involves the very early days of the wheel and somehow like something to do with the marketing of it, right? Like how they're trying to make it sexy or something, or like you know, like maybe when it is just one wheel, yeah. right? But they're sort of marketing it using, uh, using the kinds of the images and the iconography of expensive cars, or their. You know, talking about the features of the wheel. It's uh, like, okay, it's mobile. You can move it around. You can mm. roll it places. Get lied on its side. Eat food, uh, eat food off eat of food it. Eat food off it. You know? Uh, it's, 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 um, it's, it's, it, what does this wheel represent? It represents freedom, man. You know, it represents, mm. okay, this is it. It's the advertising executives, right? The wheel's just been in- invented. We've got four caveman ad- advertising ex- executives. Caveman. They're sitting around. They're trying to, Market the wheel. Yeah, it's a sketch. Absolutely, it's definitely a sketch. You see, and I mean, I guess back in those days, people didn't even have the tools to create wheels. Most most people, I yeah. guess, sort of like now. Like, I mean, we can create a wheel, but we can't create like a rubber wheel at home. Back in those days, yeah. even just to have the sort of stone masonry tools would have been a big deal. Yeah, even having somebody mine the stone. Do you think the first one was wood? Or would, it would definitely stone. have been wood. Like a tree is already round, right? Like yeah, that's pretty much uh, already a wheel. You just need to slice it off. Uh, well, in our minds, it's always it's always stone. Not in my minds. No, no. Oh, well, don't say don't don't say our minds. Don't maybe, you? And your mind and I, your mind and I. Don't you partition off more of the collective conscious than you are entitled to, Alistair? That's the collective conscience. Conscience. Yeah. Well, I'm consciousness. Consciousness. I am claiming some of that consciousness. I'm yeah. going to write that down. You're roping off an area. The, Are you annexing um, it? Okay, wait. This is the thing that Russia has annexed the Crimea. Annexed. What does that mean? Well, an annex, I thought was like a little lean-to building that you put on the side of a regular building. An annex, the learning annex. It's like a little portable classroom that you can go and learn about sexual health. A learning annex. Anyway, now Crimea's turn uh, is is that for uh, for Russia. It's where everybody's going to go to learn about sexual health. <laughs> sexual health. Well, that was a weird one. Like, imagine because we're, we're okay. The people that you know and mm. that I know, some of them are teachers. Yes. Right. And then some of them have to teach sexual education. Right. Yeah. And then some of those people are really weird, and then they have to be the s- only source of sort of public. Uh, yeah. sexual education that they get other than like uh, the internet and then you go wasn't it weird that that guy taught us sexual education like, yeah I, I think well, the guy who taught it at my school had an earring <laughs> <laughs> that should not be allowed I mean <laughs> I don't fun. think people like, it's, it, it, is, it, is, it is funny that like because look People have come out and said that gay people shouldn't be allowed to teach sexual health or sexual education at schools. Some people right? have said that. Like people in the government have said it. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Madness. But it would be funny to to like to have more specific things like 
I don't think people with earrings should be allowed to teach sexual health. I, I don't know. If they're like, you probably shouldn't be able to teach sexual health in a t-shirt. Yeah, oh, look, if you if you think it's all right to uh, wear open-toed shoes, if your favourite colour is blue, to how work could you possibly. What could you? What could? I don't want someone whose favourite colour is blue teaching my child, my child, <laughs> my child. About the uh, about about the birds and the bees. Do you think people t- try to t- take too much ownership over their kids? Too much ownership. Yeah, like, like when they that, say my child. Yeah, and like yeah, right. And like that that the person like that that kid is really theirs. Like I know it's theirs to protect, but in a way, it's like well, it's its own person. Yeah, I mean, I'm still my parents' child. Yeah, as a sort of a matter of definition. Yeah, but you know, you're you're really your own man. That's right. Eh? Yeah, you're you're free now. Yeah, I'm my child. Yeah. I'm my own child. Yeah. Now? Absolutely. I'm my own child. I uh I feed myself. Yeah. I uh clothe myself. I dress myself. I have to wipe my own ass. I do all my own wiping. <laughs> I'm a I'm a self-wiper. That's a funny idea that like that uh you have to look after yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, come on, look after yourself. Come oh, on, buddy. Do I have to? I, don't, I never asked for, to have to have the responsibility of raising a, a person. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> but it's also because like, you, you go like, well, I've not looked after myself and I've been fine. <laughs> and I turned out okay. Yeah, and I've been totally okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to start telling myself what to do round about now. Yeah. I don't know. Is that funny or is it just too weird? The looking after yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like the idea that at, at a certain point, you're a child who is looked after by your parents. Yeah. And you get to a certain point where your parents don't look after you anymore. You have to look after you. So now you're the one looking after the child. <coughs> That's true. You're old enough to look after the body. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like your body that you that your parents had to look after because you didn't know how to how to take care of it. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, oh, here's where you clean it. Here's the, all this stuff. And then oh, I'll show go, you around. Yeah. I'll look, I'll help you feed the body and things like that. And then uh, when you get older, and they're like, all right, now it's your body. So now you got to do that all on your own. You go, <laughs> you got to put clothes on it to cover it. Yeah. And you got to make sure the, cl- the clothes are clean. And you got to walk it. You got to walk it. Oh, yeah. You got to do plenty of exercise. Everybody want, you know, everybody wants a body. A body is not just for Christmas. No. Absolutely. You got to put greens in it. Yeah. Eh? You got to you can't just put chips in there. Um, and that's the thing is as soon as your parents are gone there's nobody to go stop eating that. Stop putting chips in stop there. Stop putting so many chips in there. Filling it up with chips. Yeah. And then they come around and they see your body and they say, "Oh, look what have, what have you done?" Yeah. Hey, we leave you alone with this thing for 5 minutes. It's all fat. It's nothing. It's up on the couch. It's <laughs> It's, we turn around, we come back, it's it's up on cinder blocks. It's had its wheels stolen. Sorry. I think this is uh this too is, bizarre. Do you think it's too bizarre? I think it's too bizarre. I don't think I don't think there's any way to like realise the uh the or make clear the 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 distinction that we're talking about, which I think my, myself I think I think I'm not even completely clear on it. Like it's 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 reasonably subtle for me. It's because it's I, I always think about it, and I'm trying. I've been trying to find a way of doing this kind of bit for ages. Oh, okay. Well, let's push on if you want. Well, look, this is still the closest I've ever gotten. Yeah. But uh, look, maybe if it's if it's so unclear for you, if you're still not clear of your own thoughts, maybe yeah. it's not good. Maybe yeah. it's not clear at all. Well, I just I just Andy, feel like my language is not quite good enough. Especially like today. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, Andy, not eloquent. You haven't misspoken for at least five to ten minutes. Mis- fuck. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think the thought of maybe misspeaking is what brings it on? Uh, it's it's like saying somebody to somebody, "Don't mispronounce a a pink elephant." Yeah, and then you go, "Oh, punk, <laughs> Merlebu. Yeah, that was a bad example. A punk Malibu. Yeah, punk Malibu. Punk Malibu. Um. Mispronounce, mis. Oh, hang in there, Andy. Come on, buddy. It's so hard. I know. I know. So hard. Life is difficult sometimes. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm trying to start an engine. Yeah. That is 
clogged or something, and it keeps sputtering and switching off. It's like a sort of like a lawnmower. Yeah, like yeah. a lawnmower. Yeah, a two-stroke. That's <laughs> we do a s- could we do a sketch about trying to start a lawnmower? Yes. It seems like a thing that I've just seen my parents try and do so many times. Like they've definitely failed to start more lawnmowers than they've ever started. Yeah. The period of time that involves failing to start a lawnmower is so so long, How long? and so filled with frustration How? and and mowing the lawn is not a fun thing to do no, anyway that you should like... have to work so hard to get to the point where you can do a chore. Yeah. It's a um it's definitely yeah. It's not a I was going to ask, actually, how many times that you witnessed this was the solution that there was not enough petrol in there? It was never that there was not enough petrol in there. It's always that it gets flooded. I don't even really know what that means, and I don't know how you fix it. But apparently, if you try to start a lawnmower too many times, it becomes difficult to start the lawnmower. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Lawnmower. Because yeah. the engine gets flooded, there's oil, there's petrol in there, and this, you can't get a spark or something. Did, did you guys have like just a little lever that went down? That there's a lever. There's a lever. Yeah. There's a button. You've got to press the button, but don't press the button too many times because the engine will get flooded. Also, oh, yours is not like a yank one. It's 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 a yank. Sorry, there's a little uh, sort of a, a, a rubber, clear rubber buttony thing that's yeah. got like fuel in it, and that's like a little thing that pumps a little bit of fuel into the. Uh, to the carburetor, maybe? I'm really out on a limb here, Alistair. Oh, wow. For me, it was just like, it's a slight le- lever, which decides yeah. how much, it's like the choke. But you've got to turn on the fuel. There's the, tur- the fuel no, tap. No, we didn't have any of that. We just pull, it, pull it down. Okay, Gee, that's your choke. Yep. Right? And then, yeah, just pull it. Yep. And then, but if you if, but if you put the, the lawnmower down too, the, the lever down too much, then you, you, you that's when you flood it. Yeah, that's when you flood and then it. Because you, you can start smelling petrol. Yeah. And you go, ah, you bloody flooded it. Okay. So how do we turn that into a sketch? Into a sketch. It's just such a, a powerful experience that everybody's had. Yeah. Everybody. 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 Well, and, and that's what we're trying to get now. We're trying to get more international and, and sort of... Uh, universal. Universal themes. Uh, themes, yeah. Hmm. So, um, Starting a bloody lawnmower. That's going to be my next comedy festival show. That's, yeah. <laughs> Andy Matthews is... S- starting a bloody lawnmower. And every, all of my bits are done in between yanks of the ripcord on the... So I think it would be funny to like maybe have um, something else, right, that isn't a lawnmower, mm-hmm. but that has to be started in the same manner as a lawnmower. So the first thing that my mind goes to is some kind of small children's toy, yeah. right, that is fluffy, right, and cute, but then you've got to put... You've got to put petrol in it, and you've got to start it, and it's just like everybody goes gets really, really angry trying to start it, and then when it finally does start, it just yeah. like plays a little tune and does a dance or something. But that's not quite wait, wait, satisfying. Wait, and, and so, me. what would that be like an analogy? It it wouldn't it wouldn't be an analogy. It would just be a universe in which uh, there's this child's toy that has to be started in the same manner as a lawnmower instead of a lawnmower. Yes, yes. So. But what if we did it and it was a lawnmower? Okay. That's fine as well. I mean, it's... It's in a universe in which... It, oh, sorry. That's the way you kind of turn on lawnmowers. <gasps> you know, that wasn't a problem I had until I moved to Australia because uh, we just had electric lawnmowers. Really? Mm. See, we're so proud of having invented the Victor lawnmower here in Australia. I don't know if you know that. Here He's in Australia, Alistair. <laughs> here in Australia. That like electric as in you would have a cable, like an electric cord. Yeah, you just have like a, like a long... Wow. Like and then you're driving around like some whirring blades at ground level while there's like an electric cord. Yeah. Yeah, you just don't... You just don't run over the cord. You don't run over the cord. Oh, no. it's pretty good. Yeah. That was kind of like our the main thing that you didn't do when you were... <laughs> so run over the... An electric... Oh, you, ever, you, ever, you ever go over some dog shit? Uh, with the I think, I think, yeah. I I've think, done that. Yeah? What, what, yeah? what was your experience? Oh, it sprayed all over my shins. Really? Yeah, it was you, horrible. You didn't have like a guard or something like that? Like a, cu- a catcher? 
Yeah. If no, that always fills up. You take that off. No, but yeah, but it feels like isn't it? Isn't there something to stop like stones and stuff like that from flicking up and hitting? Not at all. No. No, no, no. This Victor lawnmower seems like <laughs> almost like the worst invention ever made. You spend all your time struggling with it because it's so complicated. But it's Australian. Yeah, I know. We invented it. <laughs> How Aussie is that? We I made think... something shit and then we refused to stop using it. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's, that's everything about Australia. <laughs> Look, this is the way we do it. Okay. Our government, our system of democracy doesn't work. The Senate's fucked, all right? But we invented it this way, and this is the way we're going to do it. It's the Australian way. Do you think that the struggles of man against lawnmower mm. in some way prepare us for life? Absolutely. Death, you know, and, and the futility of existence and just how achieving anything is almost impossible. You've got to work so... It's yeah. like a... It's like a career. You've got to work so hard to get there, and then when you do get there, it's a fucking chore. You know, it's like for somebody who wants to be a writer or something like that, and they yeah. they keep sending in manuscripts. Manuscripts. Right? And they just they struggle to just write these goddamn manuscripts. Manuscripts. Yeah, and then uh, they send it in, and then it gets rejected, right? And then, and that's just like, that's boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, You know, and, that, and just that, 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 that like that deflation right that's mm. like that's the feeling that you get you know you get back over you get back a rejection and all that you know and so then you send out you write another manuscript manuscript yeah and then, <laughs> and then you send it off and then you get it back and another rejection rejection boom 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 right and and you're prepared for it because you've 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 lived in australia and you've and if you you've used yes. the victor lawnmower yes. you know and so I think in many ways, yeah, that's it, it. It builds sort of like a resilience within people. Resilience. Resilience. <laughs> Manuscripts. Manuscripts. Uh, but I still don't understand how it's a sketch. I think, some maybe like some someone analyzing it. I mean, analyzing things—that's not a fun sketch, though, is it? Like maybe like some sort of course, some kind of anger management course or something, where you have to go and you just have to, you know, so, <laughs> deal with a lawnmower. So you go. It's a it's an anger management course, right? And there's a bunch of it's a big group one. Yep. Right. And it goes to the first person, um, and their anger problem is drinking related. Mm-hmm. Uh, second person, their anger problem is lawnmower related. <laughs> Victor <laughs> yeah. lawnmower. Yeah. Related. The second, third person is um, uh, Victor lawnmower related. <laughs> yeah. The fourth person is um, Victor, Victor lawnmower, lawnmower related. related. And then they go, wow, three people out of four, it's Victor Lawnmower related. And, they, and the first guy comes up and he said, the reason I drink is because of my Victor <laughs> Lawnmower. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely. <laughs> um, the motor's flooded, and so am I. Flooded with alcohol. <laughs> Stink of it. Stink of the stuff. You can you can tell that I've pressed that button too many times. So why does it get all the sauce? Okay, and I'm wondering if there's like that's 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 a great thing on its own. I'm wondering if there's some way further they can they can take it. I would like to see maybe like the part of the the anger management course in which they try and reconcile people with the. Uh, with the lawnmower, so they bring in a lawnmower and like they a, take a turns. Exposure therapy? Yeah. <laughs> and instantly they're just furious. Just, ah, just, and then they slowly bring them in and like, first, first they just get them to stand in the room with it. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then secondly, they kind of bring it up close and they go, look, it's not gonna, it's fine. And then they sort of, they get them to touch it. <laughs> they get them to sort of hold the little, the little plastic knob thing yeah. at the end of the rope. Yeah. <laughs> And they pull it, nothing happens, and they fly into a rage, (laughs) throw it out a window. Yeah, they just just drag it out slowly, just and then they pull it back in. They go, okay, no, yeah, and then yeah, pull it, and they just flip out. (laughs) It's kind of. I never said we were going to be able to fix you in one day. I like, I like us seeing them from the other side of the, like the two-way mirror thing, where the people say, yeah, they're not ready. Or it's going to be a long process. Well, we know, yeah, we knew. We knew when we started this. Yeah. It was going to be a very difficult task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just don't you don't get rid of that kind of anger, that kind of time wastage. That you like cuz that's the all time you don't get back in your life, which is true for all time in your life. Time? Yeah. You don't get it back? Yeah. 
every second. In in many ways, it's it's silly to claim that you even had it, because the way that it just just <laughs> runs through your fingers <laughs> so true. quickly. That's true. But like you can't have time, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's so fun whenever you say something and you realize it's stupid to then put it in the voice of a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> and say, oh, look at this idiot saying yeah, this thing, even though it was just you who just I know. said it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's so nice to be able to say, uh, to look at some other idiot saying it for a while. I mean, I know I, know I just said something dumb, but imagine if that was said by, uh, by someone stereotypically dumb. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> Some, yeah. Somebody we can laugh at. Yeah, can't laugh at me. I'm yeah. too respectable. Well, I'm just too. I'm too normal. I mean, like, I mean, you can definitely laugh at me. I'm an idiot, but but you can't laugh enough at me. I can't I'm, laugh at the concept of you. But I'm too real. Exactly. Is that what you said before? I don't know. Well, I feel like I'm. Maybe I'm too real. Like you kind of. You, you could. You can see. You can feel my fragileness. Yeah, your fragility. Fragility. No one ever talks about the hippies. How. Fragile they were. No, they, do. I don't they know. were a resilient people. Resilient, and people. they and they are the ones who started uh, Silicon Valley. Really, I think like guys like like Steve Jobs. They like lived on communes and stuff before wow. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the hippies, the ones, the ones that, yeah, they like the commune. The, the commune is sort of like the the cloud is kind of like the commune of data. Well, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Just trying to recreate the commune. All, you don't know this, but all the data that's up in the cloud, all naked. All naked. And all, all fucking. All, and all, <laughs> yeah, all partner swapping. <laughs> um, and cooking together. And How going. great are water slides? Uh, yeah, it's strange that they're a thing that exists. I haven't been on a water slide in so long. So long, Alastair. And it used to be one of the things that just filled me with the most joy. Well, I remember one time uh, driving. Pa- I would drive past this water slide place, and uh, there was they had like this tap that just seemed to hover, you know, ah. and then it just had a fountain of water. And I never understood my aunt and uncle and all that. They were like, you know, that's a ride, right? You you go climb up into the tap, and then there's people just fall out of the tap. That was the the ride. You just go into the tap, and then you just fall out the the tap hole. Right, and then when I got there, it wasn't. It was just a water feature. And uh, they, just all, they were fucking with me. You wanted to fall out of the tap hole. Well, I don't know. To me, it actually seemed kind of scary. That just that it's, <laughs> just a, it's just a drop. Not even a water slide. Just drop you well, into yeah. the water. You just fall with water. <laughs> yeah. Experience what it's like to come out of a tap. Yeah. But it's also strange that some of the water slides were the ones that you would ride on in a log. Like, in a, like a fake log. Yeah, like a flume ride. Is that a flume ride? Maybe. Um, yeah, those are no good. No? No, you mm. want to be in amongst it. Oh, yeah, no, but that, no, I, I went on one of those that was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I take it back. Like, you fall... I've never you, been on one of those. You, you fall off... So I dismissed way. it out of hand. But w- what's the best, what's the best water slide? The best you? water slide that I've been on, in terms of the one that I remember the most, it's probably the most scary, was yeah. one called the Twister at Wet n' Wild. Yeah. And it's in cl- completely enclosed, right? And there are actually two water slides that sort of wrap around each other and go down like a helix. Yeah. Um... That was amazing. Why? Because it was just like such an intense experience. Because you're just going really fast. Really through. fast. You can't see anything. It's all dark. You're going up and down and then like around and then you come out into the one. You're like, whoa. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, like being, life. It's like being born again. <laughs> it's like being born again. That's it's like better. having <laughs> a, like a Victor Lawnmower start. Just the, the emotional roller coaster that is the emotional water slide that is going on that water slide. Man. That's true. Why is it not like a water slide? Can we do something about an emotional roller coaster. It's just an, a roller coaster that's really temperamental. It's just like it's pretty grumpy in the morning. Yeah. yeah. We can't do anything about that. Let's no. move on. It might be a good character in a Thomas the Tank Engine. Story. Absolutely. You know, there were no roller roller, roller coasters. There were it? no roller coasters. Maybe Thomas and the Tank Engine should have gone on holiday. Yes. To Disneyland. Absolutely. You see, that could have been a, that could have been a, some great cross promotion. Cross promotion for Thomas the Tank Engine and for Disneyland. Um, but I think the reason why there was never any uh, like roller coasters. roller coasters in Thomas the Tank Engine is because the 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 trolleys or whatever you get in. What, what would you call that? The Trolley, the, the trolley. They call it a trolley. Well, it would, Carriage. Would, would, 
Yeah, carriage. I see. I never, I never thought of the word. The what? What? Or maybe it's the coaster. A roller coaster. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. No, no, no. Well, let's just go with the trolley or the carriage. Yep. Anyway, the carriage you're in isn't self-propelled, so it's not. It couldn't possibly be conscious. It would actually be the roller coaster itself that would be conscious. The yeah. tracks in that, and in in Thomas the Tank Thomas the Tank Engine, the tracks aren't alive. Also, though, Thomas the Tank Engine, that's kind of his job. Yeah. So he probably wouldn't enjoy a roller coaster. Maybe. But, I mean, going up and down and around and all that. It's kind of his job. Uh, I know, but... Only yeah, more he, so. He never loops loop the loops. He doesn't. And he never has to do it just like uh, where where he doesn't have to put in any effort. What's it called a loop the loop? Let's move on. I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> I think it's got something to do with the loop. Okay. Water slides. Yep. Right? That thing at the top, you know, all the stuff with the cues and the kids and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Is there a sketch in that somewhere? Well, this is the thought that entered my mind. Yep. Okay. It's, uh, for some reason I thought gravy slide, right? And it's a theme park, a water theme park that is <laughs> that is sort of like uh, Sunday night roast themed. Yep. And you go there and it's got a gravy slide. Uh it's kinda of instead of a ball pit, it's kinda of got a like a like a roast potato pit. Right. Uh you know, instead of uh instead of sort of like a where the meat. Yep. Uh it's got surfboards. No, no wait, no, it's got meat, so yeah, oh look, yeah, it's got surfboat oh you can yeah, there's other slides that you can uh ride on meat. The gravy boat is an actual boat. Yes, also yeah. gravy boats. <laughs> uh all right, this is not a sketch. No, but it's a funny idea. Yeah, I like like you know the thing about um, the chocolate fountains that you have at like weddings. Yeah, I want a gravy water slide to go along with that. <laughs> but back to the emotional roller coaster yeah. thing. Could there be a, you could go to a theme park and there's a ride called the emotional roller coaster, yeah. and you just go there and they tell you we're really sorry the uh, the roller coaster is closed. You have to wait in line as yeah, well. You yeah, you wait in line and then they say, sorry, the roller coaster's closed. And then just as everyone's turning around in despair, they're like, oh no, it's back on again. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then as you get in, they go, oh, wait. There's too many people. We're not going to be able to... Yeah. Somebody's going to have to miss out. We found another carriage! <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think that's fun. And then that's the entire ride. Okay. I'm writing down emotional. Then everybody, by the time everybody's sitting in the roller coaster, it, the ride's already over. That's the end. They go, "Ping, thanks for riding." Thanks for. And riding, then somebody yeah. says, "Oh, that was a bit of a disappointment." <laughs> <laughs> you go, absolutely. We've done our job. Absolutely. Correctly. Well, we got to let you down gently. You don't want to end on a high. Everyone would fall down. That's right. You, you, you'd be left with all that uh, potential emotional. Uh, energy, but no poten- emotional potential energy. Yeah, emotional potential energy. You don't want to be left up too high. You got somewhere to crash down from. It's true. Yeah, it's a good point. You should let people down gently. Yeah, after after I went bungee jumping, I got quite depressed that day. After really? That. Yeah, and I also had a bit of pressure behind my eyes. <laughs> but also, I got I was like I was like, oh, I feel kind of weird and sad now. That's like, really strange. Like not right after, but later that day. I wonder. I mean, people who hit their heads, mm. right, get sad a lot of the Do time. They? Not just because of the pain of hitting your head. Well, I knew a guy who had a, like a serious head injury. Uh, like I think he was in China and he kind of he was drunk and he fell and he hit his head against a wall or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying that apparently people who have you know really bad head injuries, there's different ways that you recover from. It. I think it's a very like it's quite a horrible thing and it's a long process of recovering stuff. And he said some people get really angry yep some people get cry a lot and mm-hmm. he said some people laugh a lot yeah and he said he got the laughing a lot wow more, where he and he said in the hospital he would be walking around and there'd just be this one guy who'd be in a wheelchair or something like that that he just kept locking eyes with and they just couldn't stop both laughing. of them yeah they <laughs> would just as soon as they start locking eyes they would just start laughing <laughs> and so it would just take off and then it would just be uncontrollable <laughs> and you'd have to like separate them because <laughs> you just can't have these two these people guys are laughing other. at each other <laughs> yeah. Break it up. Break it up, guys. Can, that, can there be a thing with people, like, in the same way that, like, bar fights, bouncers have to come in and break up bar fights, could there be something where, like, two guys are just getting along too well <laughs> at a pub? Sorry, guys. Um, 
like what it's like it's like a, a bar where you're only supposed to sort of um make temporary personal connections yeah it's an acquaintances bar <laughs> <laughs> guys are getting along really well like and their friends are trying to hold each other them back from <laughs> hold me hugging, back <laughs> from <the> hugging <laughs> Um, oh, all right, break it up, break it up. Like, is he, have they got a really... Th- maybe cr- they're really shouting at each other. Like, the energy's really high and they're really angry, but they're really... But they, well, they seem angry, but they're really friendly. They're, they're well, really yeah. <laughs> getting along so well. What did you say? I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Well, it's like, it's like having a... Like, they have a posse that doesn't protect them, but they're really protective and the, and they and they don't want to lose their friend to like a, somebody else who g- they get along with. So in a way, they're quite jealous. But I think I think the maybe the guys themselves also like like when you're uh, about to get into a fight and you're like, hold me back. Yeah. You know, there's it's the same thing where they're about to hug, but they're like, hold me back. Hold, hold me back. I'm about to hug this guy. Yeah. Hold me back. Oh, you're lucky, buddy. I was you're gonna lucky. Sc- <laughs> I was gonna hug you so hard you were gonna make a noise. Yeah. You go. <laughs> Your back was gonna crack. Yeah, but then like good later way. on, they catch they they catch up with each other in the, in the, outside the pub. Like one one guy's walking to his car. Yeah, and the other guy <laughs> just runs up and just grabs him. <laughs> he goes, ah, it's so good. And he goes, yeah, I've been wanting to do this all night. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And they exchange email addresses. Yeah, yeah. Great, and then they organise. I'll see you. I'll see you some somewhere in such and such. Nine a.m. You better be there. I will be there. I'll be there. Yeah, I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm gonna write it down. Angry friends. Angry. Angry bar friends. Angry, like sounding, but getting along so well. Like maybe it starts where one person uh, bumps into somebody else. Uh, makes them not spill their drink. What would be the opposite of that? It's got to start small. It's got to start with a small... Uh... No, bless you. Pardon bless me. you. Pardon my little heart. Um, Yeah. Look, I think that's a fun idea. Look, I think that's fine. We've we've gone for long enough today. <laughs> um, mm, I don't know if any of these could be in the show, Alistair. I think I the maybe the emotional roller coaster. The emotional roller coaster. Yeah, uh, that's true. That could be in the show. That's easy to perform on stage. Yeah. And the anger management class. Mm-hmm. I think you could do that quite easy. Yeah, both of those. They're in the show. Sketch. Come along tomorrow night and see them. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah, it starts tomorrow night. So, uh, guys, uh, look. Do you want to just run through the oh, sketches yeah, we've done real quick? Sketches. All right, we got a small town gets a pool, and it's a pool of vomit, <laughs> Olympic sized. And look, I think this is doable. It could be like, um, you know, it's a country town and then like one guy's visiting t- the town and the guy goes, oh, well, I could show you the pool. And then he <laughs> takes it. We just got a pool recently. And he goes, there it is. <laughs> what that? <laughs> that pool of vomit. Yeah, it's Olympic size. Yeah, it's Olympic They size. measured it. Apparently, it's exactly the <laughs> same size as Michael Phelps would have vomited up. <laughs> would have gone the vom. Yeah. Um, Number two. I think that could also be in the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> Great. It's all in the show. Yeah. Uh, we got two is an advertising agency trying to market the wheel. You know? Yep. Uh, number three is anger management class where first person uh, there is there for drinking. It's And then the next three are there for the vic- because of Victor Lawnmowers. It's making them angry. because they could, The they wheel. It'll revolutionize your life. Yeah. Catchy. Come on. The wheel. A revolution in... Transport. Yeah. <laughs> a revolution in transport. It's beautiful. Thank you. And you and I, I think, you, you unionize. You and I could be uh, copywriters together. Yeah. You know, I'll be the eloquent one. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not qualified. And uh, you can come up with funny things. I'll be the elephant one. Yeah, you can be the elephant one. The elephant man. Yeah. <laughs> the eloquent man. I was an eloquent man. <laughs> no. I am not an animal. I am an eloquent <laughs> man. <laughs> David Lynch presents The Eloquent Man. I stand before you today... (laughs) With a sheet over my face. ...to disguise the... ...the the beauty of my words. The beauty of my my eloquent moving mouth. 
Um, Eloquent moving mouse, you said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, four is an emo- emotional roller coaster, mm-hmm. and number five is angry sounding, but getting along so well, friends in a bar. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, f- new friends. New friends. Okay, so uh, come to the sketch show. Come to the sketch show. God come damn. to the other shows that we're doing. String Theory. Yeah, uh, which is Andy's show that's at 9.30 at Me. Acme yep. uh, for the first half of the festival. Uh, and uh, look, it's it's a highly acclaimed. It was done at Melbourne Fringe, and it was highly acclaimed. Somebody said it was their pick of the fringe. Pick of the fringe, guys. All right, come and see my show. It's called. It's my solo show as well. It's called uh, Success Arms. It'll be highly acclaimed. It'll be highly acclaimed. People will say it was their favorite show of the fringe. Because <laughs> um, they're idiots, because it's a comedy festival. Anyway, and... Uh, uh, and that one's at 9.45 at the Forum for the whole length of the festival. On Monday nights, I'm doing the World Record Show at the Town Hall with Dave Warnicke and Adam Knox. And uh, on th- Friday night and Saturday night at 12.30 a.m., p- uh, so at midnight 30, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, me and my friend Pat Bercher are doing a late-night variety show and kind of loose sketch thing called Soul Bank, and it's crazy, and you should get down It's really there. great. You should. Yeah, and there's going to be, and there's also other acts on. So, also, <laughs> don't forget, two in the think tank, the show. Yeah. This is the only time we've ever promoted anything on this podcast. And, and it's, it's the 40th us. episode, <laughs> so we've done good. That's 40 hours. With no plugs. With no plugs. You could you could have done a famine, 40-hour famine, for for the poor people. Yep. And just eaten nothing but barley sugars whilst listening to all of this. There you go. Yeah, you could have done a sleep famine as well. You would have had to if you had listened to all of them. Because it's so interesting. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, here we go. Thanks for listening, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 